You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Today, as you turn in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 11, today is a pastor's day preaching in the pulpit. In fact, I think every Sunday is a pastor's day. That is, I want to try to not necessarily always preach revival messages, though they're important. I want to preach messages that help the people of God for daily living. This morning, as I spoke to you, many of you are bus workers, or many of you were C Sunday School and other departments. God used the message powerfully in the last couple of weeks of my own life. The message this morning was me first. It's all about me. You're going to think that's negative, but that's what it is. I'm talking about my relationship with God. It's me first. God says, and you know the scripture, just by way of brief review, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. It's me first. It's not God drawing nigh to me. It's me drawing nigh to God. In Romans chapter 1, they rejected God. They became they, they, they thought they were so wise and became fools. They gave themselves over to worship animals and, and, and things of that. And God said, you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you, but it's your step. It's me first. God's not, God's not some little, little uh, uh, person that we can boss around. I need this, 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 this. I find, I said this morning, I find sometimes in my prayer life, I, I'm not ever trying to be disrespectful to God and pray bossing God around, but it's God give me power, give me this, give me strength, give me health, give me wisdom, and I know we're supposed to ask for wisdom. But God wants my heart first. Draw an eye unto God, he'll draw me. Call upon me. God says the ball's in your court, Jack. It's you first, Jack. You call upon me, and I'll show you great and mighty things, Jeremiah 33, things that you know not. Jack, you confess with your mouth to the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. That's his job. That's his task. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. My job is to trust in the, in the Lord and lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. Here's his part. He'll direct my path. And you can take these great promises of the Bible and you'll find it's always you make the first move. Stop bossing God around like he's got to jump at your every whim and wish. God wants to draw close to us, but I have to make the first step. I have to work at that and, and make sure that in my life, I'm not working for salvation. I work from salvation, but I need to do those things that will gain the attention of God. And tonight, I want to speak on getting God's attention. It's based off of this morning, but a different message tonight. I want to show walk with God this week and talk with God and know God that I know his presence. I know what he wants me to say and I know what he wants me to seal my mouth. I want to live that way this week. Don't say something. That's the Holy Spirit of God. If you're saved, he will, he will ask you to silence your mouth. He will guide your mouth. And I want the Spirit of God to guide me to the right doors this week. 
I met a real sweet couple, a little bit younger than I am this morning. They sat right over here. They were walking out the door. I said, how did you come today? And they pulled out one of the 105,000 invitations were given this week. And they said, we live on right near Moore Park. Brother Bill and Terry, where you live. So that's a beautiful area. And they said, it is. We live there. And we'll be back next Sunday on Easter Sunday. I met another couple and I said, God bless you. They, they came. They said, uh, we're from Morgan Hill. We just wanted to come. We'll be back. Loved it. And, and there's others this morning. I think Brother Cooper, you had some that had some of those invitations. Said, we're here today because of this. God bless, I, I want to be so led by the Spirit of God this week that I have the attention of God, but more than that, He has my attention. I want it to be that He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I, I want to be, I, the Spirit of God says, be nice to that person. I want to be nice. I'm not the world's greatest Christian. And sometimes I think I, I, I say these things, you think, wow, what a great Christian. I'm not a good Christian. Oh, wretched man that I am. I don't know how to use the internet. I never watched television for the last 35 years ever by myself, ever. I preach all over the country and I've been in hotels for the last 35, maybe 40 years. I've never turned the TV on to see the World Series or any March Madness because I don't trust myself. I don't know if something would come on there that I ought not to see and I'd watch it. God's Word says put no confidence in the flesh. We had a zero, zero policy around here. If I offend on the internet one time, I lost my job. I have 46 years here, I don't want to lose my job that way. So I don't know how to do the computer and I'm not against you. We have computers all over, people help me with it all the time, but I'm too scared myself. I don't want my kids and my 14 grandkids to hear that Papa had to resign the ministry because he messed up on a computer. I want to be so close to God, I listen to him. I had a gift card, and I went this week to get a cup of coffee. And I was bringing one into the studio for the radio with Brother Ethan. And so I said, I, I think, and then all of a sudden comes a sheriff. And then comes another police officer, then comes another. And I looked at the girl behind the counter as you would do the same thing, because we've been taught that around here. We love the police. We're not against the police. Romans 12, they're not a terror unless you're doing wrong. And I thank God for the police here tonight. But I want you to know, I never let a police officer ever buy a cup of coffee or Danish, whatever they're going to get. And it was such an amazing thing. I looked at the little girl behind the counter. I said, I've got it. She knew what I was talking about. And one by one, they came in the order. They got whatever it was. And, and then I just paid for it. You know, the thing is, I said to her when she rung it up, I said, something's wrong here. Because there was Danish there, and there was cups of coffee, and there was these whatever those things have, whipped cream on top of them. You drink that stuff? Whatever that is, those are expensive things. And she said, that'd be $14. Man, I'm liking this store. Five people drinking uh, um, coffee, alcohol, and um, Danish can't be $14. And she said, well, that's okay. I, I gave you a discount. You know, I was trying to be a blessing, and God blessed me. You cast your bread on the water, it's going to come back. 
I want to walk with God this week. I want, to, I want God to have my attention this week. I want to be able to talk with him and know what, what, what he wants me to do, where he wants me to go, what, how he wants me. I, I, was, I was out years ago. You'll remember, I believe, the hazel rags. And I was out knocking on doors that afternoon, and nothing happened, and nothing happened, and nothing. Nobody was there where the McCrackens live over there for all those years. And I was knocking on those doors. And I said, I'm getting nowhere today. I said, I'll do one more house on this street. I did one more house, nobody there. I said, I'll do another one. And at the fifth door, I found that couple. I remember, I believe it was Hugh, I led to Christ, and his wife came, she was both baptized, became faithful, laid them to rest out here at Oak Hill. I'm glad I listened to God. God wants to talk to you. Now, you'll get to know him through his word. you get to know him through the Holy Spirit. you get to know him through conviction, and he'll convict you. He'll guide you. That's where the word of God says that. And tonight, I want to see how that I can gain the, the conditions that I must meet. The conditions that I must meet in order to have the knowledge or the attention of God. I want you to begin with me tonight in Hebrews chapter 11. It's the faith chapter. Because Pastor Cooper's preaching on faith, I'll just say one point quickly. I learned this verse in Bible college 50-some years ago. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a, what's the word? Rewarder of them that diligently seek him. My life this week, if I'm going to gain the attention of God, he rewards faith. God rewards faith. God rewards what? God rewards faith. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But, but it is impossible to please him without faith. So we'll walk by faith this week. I don't walk by, walk by sight. God says, don't you walk by sight. We walk not by sight, but by faith. And so I see on the horizon, I see so many negative things. I see so many disappointing things in our government, in our country, in our world. And what's happening in the, the, in the world, I see what's happening, ecumenicism. I see what's happening, so I can't look there. I'm going to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I'm going to believe that God is a God that rewards faith. So the condition I have to meet, step into the water. I need to step in and wait out a little bit deeper. It's all by faith. Faith is believing God. I have to not believe. Look, I'm not going to believe media this way. I'm not going to believe. A lot of the stuff they're saying is not even the truth. It's manufactured. It may not be as bad as they're even telling us. But my hope is not found in the news. My hope is found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. By faith, I'm going to walk by faith this week. I'm going to believe that God can. There's so many things on my prayer journal right now that are impossible, and I believe God can do it. I believe God can do it. I believe God can give us that corner building, already have an architect that's drawing how it's supposed to look when we buy it. We need that building. I believe God can give us that, that firehouse property over there for the housing for our staff. I believe God can do that. Amen. I believe God can give us 545 back here on Aldo so we get 93 more parking stalls and that building and we can move things around there and have another exit off this property and get ready to build that chapel. I believe God can do that. How? By, by Wall Street? No, by faith. 
everything this church has experienced in almost 47 years has all been done by faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And this morning, this evening, as you live your life and as I live my life this week, don't live by sight, don't live by fear, don't live by anxiety, don't live by doubt. No, the just shall live by faith. If it's not faith, you're not going to gain the attention of God. God doesn't reward fear. God does not reward sight. God says, I reward faith. There was a little lady, oh, she had to be a pretty little girl. Her name was Esther. There's a book of the Bible about her. And she came to the point, she said, by faith, if I perish, I perish. That's faith. That's faith. I look in the Bible and God says, Abraham wants you to move away from your family, 750 miles away. He didn't know where he was going. He just by faith started out on that journey. Moses led God's people by faith. Jericho uh, fell by faith. Joshua and Caleb, we be able. Let's rise up now. Let's go do it. Let's go conquer. And 10 spies said no. They wanted to go by faith. 10 spies died and two men got in. Nehemiah by faith, he built that wall. Everything done in this Bible is done by faith. When Paul, the apostle, preached, he preached by faith. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And I want to gain the attention of God. How am I going to do it? By faith. There's a second thing, and I want a second word I want you to see tonight. And I want you to go over with me to 2 Chronicles chapter number six, uh, 16. 2 Chronicles 16. If this is not in your repertoire of your heart, and you don't, don't know this verse, we need to know it tonight. The condition one I must have is faith. Condition one that must be maintained, uh, I must gain, to, uh, gain the attention of God is faith. I'll get God's attention if it's all rooted in faith. But secondly, there's a key word. It's perfect. Notice what it says in verse 16. Verse, chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him, herein hast thou done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. God said, I'm looking for hearts that are perfect. Now, we're not talking about perfection. We're Adamic. We're from Adam. We're sinners saved by grace. But the word perfect there is found in this reference 13 times your whole heart in the Bible. Your whole heart which needs to be a perfect heart. Whole means complete. And God says, I need your whole heart. I need your complete heart. God wants all of your heart this week. Young people that are here today, God doesn't want a portion of your heart. God doesn't want 50%. God doesn't want 70%. God wants all your heart. How about your heart? Is it right with God? And this week, to gain the attention of God, God, I have to say, God, today, I give you my heart. My prayer journal, it's, it's, it's something I almost laugh about almost every morning. Lord, today I give you my brain, my mind. There's not much up there. That's where I laugh. I said, there's not much up there, Lord, but whatever I got left, I give it to you. 
Tonight, Lord, this morning I give you my eyes. Oh, be careful, little eyes. And may I see people that have needs and people that are brokenhearted. And may I see little children and be a blessing to them and senior saints and help them. And may I see poor people and help them. May I see invalids and help them. Oh, God, let me see a boy or a girl that's struggling and backsliding. Oh, may I love them like you would love them. May I see a person in sin and have a desire to try to be a blessing. The maniac of Gadara, like he was a crazy man living in the graveyard, Mark chapter 5. May I see someone like that today? May I help somebody on the journey of life? And then I say, Lord, I give you my ears, and I give you my mouth, and I give you my hands, and I give you my feet, and I give you my heart. I want to give you my whole heart. And that's what the text is speaking about. God says his eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole world. God sees everything. God sees everything you do, and God sees everything I do. And a man's character is always revealed in what he does in the dark deal, Moody said. What are you doing with your life? The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole world. And he's not trying to find himself. He's not trying to find, here's a guy doing wrong. Let's whack him over the head. No, what you want? To show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect. I want a complete heart, a, a, a perfect heart, a whole heart is one that is keeping a covenant relationship. That pretty little girl, in just a few months, 50 years ago, she said, I, 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 I want to live with you for, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, and sickness and health, to love and to honor till death do us part. You know what she did that day? She gave me her heart. But as we've grown and understanding, and wept together, and have prayed together, and have served together. I believe I have her whole heart. I believe she has my whole heart. It's complete. And God doesn't want a portion of your heart. He wants all of your heart. I can't answer that. How much heart does God have of yours? Young people, you say, well, I don't know about going to the mission field. They're closing out. Yeah, but, but where he leads me, I will follow God's still calling missionaries to the foreign fields. God's still calling men to the pastorate. God's still calling men to stand up and preach the word of God and to sing the praises of God with the people of God at the house of God using the word of God and a man of God preaching the word of God. It's not over, ladies and gentlemen. God's eyes, I, I keep thinking about that verse all the time. I, I wonder, can he stop in Santa Clara as his eyes are going through this whole world. And I wonder, oh yes, could he see a great people? Oh yes. Oh yes, the greatest church in all the world. You're sitting in it right now. You are literally sitting in the greatest place known to mankind in my estimation. The church, North Island Baptist Church, the blessings that God have been on it for all these years. But I want you to say, I, I, I'm not so interested, though I am, of God's eyes looking at you. I would pray that there'd be a man here, myself especially, that God would have so much of my heart, my cold, selfish, prideful, self-willed heart, that I'd, I'd come to a point that, God, you have all my heart, my whole heart, 
that God says, I'm going to show myself strong on behalf of that man right there, that weak instrument, that preacher. And I pray that the blessings of God would so flow that the overflow would come upon your life and your marriage and your family. I believe the person that's holding out back, the, the great blessings of God, and God's done so much for us. I don't believe it's you. I don't believe it's you that's holding God back. When I look at this verse, and I quote this so often as I'm alone with God in my car, I say, Lord, it's always me. I don't want to get to the end of my journey and think what you could have had. Had I, God had more of me. That's why we say, I surrender all. I want to give in to God. Oh, look at that verse. It's so he goes, a perfect heart. 13 times you'll find that praising God with a whole heart. I don't want to be complaining to God. I want to have Psalm 9, verse 1, praising God and then keeping the word of God in my whole heart. I want to keep the Bible and then seeking God with my whole heart. And yet Jeremiah says about your whole heart, you have feigned yourself. You faked it. Maybe I introspect too much. But so often, and I may do it tonight through the night hours if I'm awake. God, I preach tonight. I love preaching. But was I honest? Was my heart pure? Was it clean? Or did I just fake my way through? I was praying the other day. I said, Lord, I don't want to be an actor. God's word said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately. I don't want to just act one way and live another. God, I want it to be real. I'd imagine you pray that way as well. I hope you do. I don't want to be a phony. And sometimes, I, whether it's the Holy Spirit of God or the devil or my pride or my flesh, I think, Jack, you're just, you're not real like you should be. And I, I've got to figure that out with God. I know that. I'm talking about the fact that God wants your whole heart. Your marriage half-hearted will not do. You're going to have to give God your whole heart to that wife. You're going to have to give your whole heart to that husband. You're going to have to give your whole heart to God Almighty and so much time. God, here's my life. Take my life. Let my life be used by thee. I want to gain the attention of God this week. I have to do it by faith. Secondly, I have to do it with a perfect heart, a whole heart, a complete heart. I have more points, but I think I'll end with this one. James 5, James chapter 5. You know, if we can get this th truth across to us, and if we live this way this week, that I want to live with a heart of faith, a life of faith, a, a heart that's perfect toward God. But notice what he says in James 5. And in James 5, he says in verse uh, 16, confess your faults one to another, pray one for another that you may be healed. Here it is. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I want to be righteous this week. God says, Jack, if you're righteous, if you're live a life with a perfect heart, 
clean and complete. And if you're having faith, every time you have these ingredients, you get God's attention. That's what he even said here. He promised it. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I wonder how many times all of us have exercised the habit of prayer and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. But it wasn't with a perfect heart. And it wasn't with a life of faith. And it wasn't with righteousness. Righteousness, the root word is right. The Bible says in the Bible, uh, God's word, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Judges 17, 6. Man was doing right what he thought was right. But I don't care what you think, and God doesn't care what I think what is right. God wants me to care what he knows is right. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 33, righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any being. God blesses righteousness. Righteousness is to be right, and righteousness is to be holy, righteousness is to be pure and purity, clean living, whiter than snow. Lord Jesus, I long to be perfectly whole. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow, whiter than snow. And you know that every flake of snow, it becomes a flake because there's a speck of dirt in the center. That speck of dirt begins to collect water around it and it begins to freeze and it, it begins to get larger and larger. But in the center of that white, what looks so white on the outside is a speck of dirt. And God says, son, I want you to be clean on the inside. I want you, Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, cleanse me, search me, O God, cleanse me. I want you to have the attention of God this week. I want the attention of God this week. But I won't do it. I won't get that God's attention without faith. He rewards faith. That's God's avenue. I'll, I'll reward faith. Brother Josiah and Ruth Ann are missionaries of Uganda. They're back here tonight. He's been on deputation. I don't know how they're going to get through the, to the field, but yet I do. They're going to get there by faith. God's going to reward them. They're stepping out by faith. Young kids just graduated from Bible college. Young kids carrying a little baby around the country, going to church to church, preaching and teaching and saying, here's where God's called us to serve the King of Kings, and here's what's, uh, what we want to do with our lives, how we give our lives to God. You know, God's going to reward that faith. You young people, and you're graduating from our Bible college in a few weeks, and you're going off to churches, and maybe some of those churches are just as small as can be. And you're in a small little city, but God's going to bless you. Watch a blessing if you walk out by faith. If you step out by faith. I recall Miss Treber and I came here. Our church was six months old. We had about 20 people here, the other property. And I owe so much to Brother Al Rutledge. I've had his funeral. He was the founder that helped to establish this church. What a godly, good man. Brother Rutledge invited me to come, and we worked together, and then he was going to leave, and he started churches go to another one, which in time, July of that year, when it was one year old, he left. We, we, I preached the morning, he'd preach at night, vice versa. 
And I remember I, I probably should have checked with him. He was older than me. He had more authority than I did, I guess. But we just sort of were working together. And my wife and I had just got there in March the 1st. And I stood up in April and said, and my, we were just running like on Sunday night, maybe 30 and 40 and 50 people. I said, I really believe it may have been stupidity or foolishness. I said, I believe God wants us to have a big day in May. The end of May, let's go for a goal of 400. Well, that was dumb. And, and if a young man would say that, I, I'm seasoned. I know that's dumb. And Brother Rutledge knew it was dumb. And, and I mean, the church was not even, in that, that day we were supposed to have 400, we would have been 10 months old. We're just getting started. We didn't even own a building. We didn't own anything. We didn't own song books. Everything we had was secondhand that people get. We had three communion sets and they didn't match. And we didn't own a building. We were paying rent. And he said, now, Brother Treber, I'll never forget. He goes, and he didn't mean to be rude. He wasn't. He was a very gracious man. But he said, Brother Treber is a young man. He's on fire. He's got zeal. He's driving. He's pushing. He's got souls saved every week and coming down the aisle. Now, wait. But, but I want you to know, I've just washed my hands of this 400 number in May because it's not going to be done. And he never meant that to be evil. He helped me so much. His dear wife might be watching right now. You know, when he said it can't be done, man, it was like either pride or the touch of God. I said, it's got to be done. And we were out knocking on doors. We wore these buttons. Asked me about May 20th. And so you go to the bank. They said, well, all right, what's May 20th? You pull out a, 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 a business card. It's the big day at North Valley Baptist Church. You know, long story short, that day, that day we had 450 people in church on our 10th month anniversary. God was trying to, I think, teach me something. One, through a great man of God that knew more about uh, that I did, that you got to be careful, son. And I was kind of reckless. He was not wrong. But God was also trying to teach me, son, you stepped out by faith. Faith, faith sometimes feels like stupidity. But I believe I'm going to reward you and your people. Because this is a church that has to be built off of faith. But the skirty, you were there. Others in this room were there. That was 46 years ago. You know, God's so good to us. He, he wants to help us. But it's going to have to be done by faith. If it's not a faith, it's sin, his word says. Our life begins in salvation with faith. God rewards faith. And then it's a clean, perfect heart. And, and, and then it's righteousness. I'll close and we'll leave it there tonight. George Mueller was just an amazing man in Bristol. In the 1800s, he, uh, he fed the orphans by the thousands every day. He never believed in asking for anybody for money. He just prayed it in. And well, one day they had no food. They had all those kids there, about 600 that day. And they sat them at the tables and prayed for the food. And there was no food to be had. He said, well, God will send it. And a truck carrying some milk and produce, and bread, broke down. 
And they said, we've got to get this off the truck. Do you need any food in here? And they fed the whole crowd. He was a great man of faith. Built those orphanages. George Mueller had five friends. All five of those friends were unsaved. He had known them a lifetime. This is young. And began to pray for those friends for they all get saved. One man got saved five years after praying for him every day. Two men got saved after 10 years of praying for him every day. Now three of the five are saved. The fourth man got saved 25 years after he began to pray. On the 52nd year of praying for the last man, on the 52nd year praying every day for that man's salvation, he still did not get saved. George Mueller died. They had his casket. They had the funeral. The gospel was presented. He knew the gospel. He attended the service. But he did not get saved. Month one went by and month two and month three. And the fourth month, George Mueller's in heaven. But that fifth friend got saved. George Mueller knew how to gain the attention of God. And you gain the attention of God by doing on this part what you're supposed to do and what I'm supposed to do. I have to keep my heart clean this week. You pray for me. I have to keep my heart righteous this week. You pray for me. I have to live by faith this week. Though people may ridicule it and laugh at it and scoff at it and it's not possible, my God can do anything but fail. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.